Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I am your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week it is um, young Jared. How are you? Very well, thank you. Fabulous. Uh, with me this week is not quite so young Jesse and not quite so young Emma. Wow. I mean, wow. That's both true and mean. Well, to be fair, you're, you're both younger than me. So, I mean, that's, you know. This <laughs> <It just> hurts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're recording this right in the middle of the international break. I think England is kicking off against Malta, uh, and Sam Reno have scored a goal today in their second consecutive game. Um, and so what we're going to do, we're going to have a little game of Room 101. So uh, this is very similar along the lines of the TV show and before that, the radio show. Um, and so anyone uh, such as Jesse Loesch, who's not au fait with the rules, basically what's going to happen is I'm going to read out a footballing category and then the guys are going to um, pick one answer themselves and then they're going to argue that case individually with me uh, so I'll go from person to person and then I will decide at the end who gets their answer into room 101 and whoever has the most into room 101 at the end um, will be declared the winner and it's seen as this is the first time we've done this I think the inaugural winner Wow! so there we go so what we're going to do, this is from the world of football, apart from the last one, where you can put anything in. So that's like you're any other business you can put in. Uh, so I'm going to start with Jared, because Jesse, I'm not entirely sure you're aware of this concept. So uh, you can learn from the others. You can go last on this first time round. So what I'm going to do, Jared, uh, you have got a player that which uh, you want to put in room 101. Who is your player and why? So you probably don't know him, but Jim O'Brien. Okay, who is Jim O'Brien? So he's like... He used to play for Coventry, I think it was 2018. Um, and the reason I want him in here, in Room 101, is be- not in here because I'm not there, but um, is because when I was a ball boy, and I'm at my first ever game, I'm sitting there and the ball comes out on as poor throwing, and as I'm going to get the ball and I'm I'm for Coventry, he shouts, "Go get that fucking ball, ball boy!" So oh. I have to go run after the ball, pick it back, throw it to him, and he's just shaking his head I'm like it's my first ever game the pressure's on so I, I quite like him as being room 101 really so um, I mean uh, just from Jim O'Brien's point of view what was the state of game at the time what, what, what was the score I think we were 2-1 down but it, it wasn't like I wasn't running to the ball as fast as I could yeah but the man's a professional you lose your game your team doesn't win he doesn't get his win bonus so I, kiss- I was 14 <gasps> No, that doesn't deserve a room. That deserves jail. There's only one judge here, I'm afraid, Jesse, and it's not Judge Jesse. I did. Um, I did put my blessing on the ball, threw it back, and we scored two minutes later. So 
Oh, so you had a part in that, did you? But poor Jim O'Brien. I did have a part. Poor Jim O'Brien. His team are losing. He's wanting to. Um, he's wanting to get the ball back into play as quick as he can and score. I mean, he can't exactly say, "Please, young ball boy, could you politely pass me the ball? Thank you very much, please and thank you." I mean, he didn't have to say anything, really. That's true. He didn't. Well, that's a big meanie, isn't it? I feel a bit of a meanie for saying Judge Jesse, so I'm going to let her go next. Jesse, what player have you chosen to go into Room 101? Okay, I mean, I actually have one, but now I really want Jim O'Brien in there. (laughs) (laughs) But if I can't pick him, I am going with Cristiano Ronaldo. How did I know you were going to pick that? (laughs) Because he is a serial sexual abuser and a rapist. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, makes way more money than he should, doesn't contribute to his teams, gets too much attention, arguably started the Saudi Arabian exodus um, by giving credence to that, also throws tantrums, and I hate him. But this is where it gets a little bit difficult because I agree with you on absolutely every single point, but I've got to play devil's advocate here. Okay, who decides who makes too much money? Um, Is it doing is it getting more than you're worth because Who just, however, that's just a subjective been, isn't that a subjective thing yeah and i would argue that actually making your team worse a la the last handful of teams he was on including his national team kind of counts but if they're willing to pay him that and he's willing to accept it that's what they think he is worth so they're paying him what that's, he is worth no I, no i think that means that they're idiots as well Okay. Next question. <laughs> um, and uh, as a man who has never been proven guilty, I'm not going to go down this route. I won't, ask, I won't talk about no, that. No, I don't actually think you should. Also because he said he did it. So like, This is true. Yeah. But also because I can't really argue that point. I don't really want, no. I don't want to argue that point. So, okay, I'm going to ignore that bit. But what I will say, he is a footballer that provides um, inspiration for millions of children around the world. He's, yeah, there's that a, makes it work. It makes it worse. How does it make it worse? Because a rapist and multiple serial abuser should not also be a role model for children. But is it possible to separate the art from the artist and see what he does as a... Mm-hmm. As yeah, an... I don't think that's true. No? I think, in fact, you should tell children that their role models are both human and, at times, hugely problematic, and that it's not just kicking a ball that makes you a role model it's being a good person okay emma i've got to say jesse yes. it's very hard to disapprove anyway. i know i'm sorry i, I don't worry i'm worse at the other ones emma who is your play you would like to stick into room 101 <laughs> okay first I, I have to apologize for my voice that's okay uh, listen, listeners uh this week we've got a special guest helen daniels from neighbors i'm not australian you would, um, you'll have absolutely no idea who Helen Daniels is. I'm, I'm not Australian, though. Well, I'm, um, I'm, I'm not Australian, but I know who she is. Okay, okay. Fine, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't have the energy. To oh, yeah, sorry. With you. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, sorry. Uh, who is your I'm, player? I'm glad that uh, Jesse picked Ronaldo because I was going to pick him. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I should have conferred with you beforehand. Just because of all the things that she said. Um, but... Un- because she picked him, I'm gonna have to pick Luis Figo. Oh, okay. Uh, because he's a traitor. End off. 
<laughs> what did he do to be a traitor? Come on, just as for anyone who's lived under a oh, rock for 23 uh, okay. years. So, <laughs> he was captain of Barcelona mm -hmm. and uh, he decided that that wasn't good enough for him because he's an asshole. Um, and join Real Madrid probably somewhat illegally. <laughs> and you've never forgiven him since? And I never will. You never will. Neither but... has anybody in this city. But again, is this not a man who is a footballer who's got a short career and he needs to make what money he can while he can and he's got to look after his family? He was making more than enough money here. So he didn't... This is something he didn't need to do. This was for pure greed, was he it? He did not need to do it. This was... This was selfishness. It was greed, it was ego, it was all the things that make people terrible. Could he have gone for footballing reasons? Was there a footballing reason to move yeah, to Madrid at didn't. the time? Yeah, but he did There was no footballing <clears throat> reasons. None whatsoever. So Madrid went better than Barcelona at the time? No, they still aren't. He won the European Cup with Madrid, didn't he? 2002? So, so did Steve McManaman was. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right, so, listeners, uh, I've got to decide between Jim O'Brien... Um, Cristiano Ronaldo and um, uh, Luis Figo. So I go back to Jim O'Brien. I feel a little bit. I mean, obviously he was mean to my poor little nephew, but I'm gonna not put him into room one on one because I think that he was a man in a rush, and although he was quite rude, on reflection, he might not have been that sort of person to um, to, to be like that normally. If you were passing the ball to him when Coventry were winning, he might have been a bit nicer. Luis Figo, I don't think I can put in because, um, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> it wasn't even close. <laughs> Sorry. If it came uh, in for uh, me, I would put all of them in the room together and uh, just see what happened. Yeah. I'm more than happy for it to just be Ronaldo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, guys. Uh, next category is a memorable game. So is there an individual game that you've seen or watched or attended that you want to put in room one? One could be a game that uh, had catastrophic... Uh, uh, results for your team. It could be a game where you were just very, very cold, very, very wet, and uh, never want to sort of bring that back into your memory banks ever again. So uh, we'll start with Jesse this time. What game are you going to put into Room 101? Okay, this one was actually a little hard for me once you explained the rules. Mm -hmm. um, both because I feel like there are a lot, and also because I'm conflicted about this one that I'm going to tell you all about, but I think I'm not going to win with this one, but my father and I used all our miles and we flew down to Uruguay for a qualifier against Venezuela at home. This was like maybe 2001-ish. So I got to see Forlan playing. I got to see Carini. Like I got to see all these amazing players <clears throat> at Cincinnati at home. And we lost against Venezuela. And young baby me cried. Oh, Jesse. Days. So I'm going to just give that one back because, no, I think this is wrong. You know what? I take it back. I got to fly down with my father. I get to see Forlan. I get to be at the Centenario. And I just suck at this. So <laughs> <laughs> You just talked yourself out of it. <laughs> I did. I did. I was like, there are worse matches. <laughs> okay, Emma. What game would you like to put in your room 101? There's no way I can win because you know what I'm going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> the reason you're on this podcast in the very first place, am I guessing? Yeah. Go on then. I, I, honestly, I'm all ears for this one, though. Tell me. 
all about well, it, I, minute by minute. I was, I was there, and it was the worst night of my life. Where's there? Anfield. And what happened? Um, stuff I don't want to. I can't even. <laughs> it gives me PTSD. I can't. I am traumatized. Um, well, Barcelona got beaten comprehensively <laughs> after having a first leg lead in the Champions League of three for the nil. second year running, yeah. and it sucked. So this was 2019, wasn't it? Semi-final of the Champions League. Um, Barcelona took a 3-0 um, uh, home leg on aggregate score into uh, the Coliseum of Anfield. Um, and bearing someone missed in the 90th minute back at the Camp Nou, didn't they? And Messi told them off for it, saying that could cost us at the next leg. No, and he wasn't wrong, was he? No, I can't reveal the play was. What a but... genius. <laughs> um, and so what happened back at... So Liverpool need to score four goals, don't they? Back at Anfield. Yeah, and... They did with cheating. Cheating? <laughs> How did they cheat? The fucking ball boy. More ball boy chat. <laughs> You're not Jim O'Brien, you ever? <laughs> he cheated. I can't help it. Um, okay, so uh, I'm guessing a, a, a Tuesday or Wednesday night in Liverpool is a pretty good thing, isn't it? I mean, you, you must have gone somewhere afterwards to drown your sorrows, or did you go straight in the plane? Uh, no, because it was too late to get a flight uh, home. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just went back to my hotel, and mm-hmm. it was really sad. But there was one good thing that did come out of it, that I was uh, adopted by Everton fans. So that was cute, <laughs> and I love them still. But uh, it, I would like that removed from all the record books. But... I mean, honestly, you won't do that because you're <laughs> so, um, at what point, so you're watching this game, so Liverpool get, uh, they 1-0 up at half-time, all the Barcelona players go into the dressing room and start, one of them starts crying in the dressing room. At what point do you realise, um, is there a growing realisation of horror on your face, like a sort of child oh, dropping, yeah. dropping some jam down their nice, freshly cleaned dress and you're the mother staring at it, or is it sort of like a sudden... <laughs> thing that sort of overtook you in a few minutes no it was a it was a, a gradual realization that this was gonna go terribly wrong yeah and it did <laughs> <laughs> andy robertson was it when andy robertson shook messi's wow. hair <laughs> i hate him so much i could torture you all night for this but your voice needs a bit of a rest doesn't it <laughs> uh, okay, so you've chosen Barcelona versus Liverpool, Jared. What are you going to go yeah, for? Yeah, you can you can probably guess mine. Luton, oh, Coventry yes. City playoff final. So you I were think, there, weren't you? Yeah, literally, I had to work so hard to get a ticket. I, I think I had five devices in the queue trying to get a ticket. Work, put so much effort in, and then to lose on penalties just made it so much worse so you got it i think you were the opposite end of the stadium from your dad or something weren't you because you was sort of you couldn't get tickets together is that right oh no that was for the game before oh okay that was for the game before but this one yeah so we're sat next to each other it's fine but it's the fact that we went in as favorites and like we almost we thought we were guaranteed premier league and then to lose on penalties and we were all over them the whole game and they had their player um, ushered off. Was it Tom Lockyer who was sort of ushered yeah, off the concussion? Yeah. yeah. 
and you and it's, just, it's the queues as well getting back from Wembley you're just you sat there for, for ages oh and you would have been on the tra- would you be on the same train as the Coventry fans as the Luton fans um, yeah some of them yeah and then it's just you can hear them and it's just a horrible horrible place to be when you've lost Wembley so describe your uh, what happened with the winning penalty did they score or did you miss what happened uh, just describe that and describe your initials of uh, you, you, you know, Emma's reaction was like an evolving one of the course of the evening what was yours the moment it went wrong I mean we so we had uh, we missed a deciding penalty uh, Fankati Dabo. I mean, he's he's now playing in League Two for us, Green Rovers. So at first, bit bit harsh for missing that, but <laughs> so he he misses, and you can just see every Luton fan erupt, and you can almost hear the whole world going, "Oh, this is incredible! They've come from so far down, now they're in the Premier League," and it, you can just see like twenty years in the future that is still being played on like the Premier League before the Premier League starts. Like they show that intro. Mm. I can just see it being on there, Coventry City losing to Luton. And you just sort of want to like, you want to pull like a curtain and just see none of their fans and then just quickly snap your fingers and go home. And you didn't. And then you had to travel home with them. Yeah, you just stood there for like two hours waiting for train. Do you know what? Okay, so we've got Venezuela versus Uruguay, which actually doesn't sound that bad. Uh, we've got Emma's Barcelona trip to uh, Liverpool and Jared's Luton versus Coventry trip. I'm going to give this one to Jared, I think, because... Oh, am I? I don't know. I'm torn because it, it was worse. A sudden, oh, no, we missed a penalty or a 90, minute, 90 minutes of torture where you're sort of stuck there knowing there's nothing you can do about it other than watch the horror unfold in front of you. Uh, do you know I'm going to go with Emma. Sorry, it was a close run thing, Jared, but I'm going to go with Emma for uh, for that. I'm afraid. Oh, uh, thank you, Chris. <laughs> there you go. Something good came out of it. Uh, right. Okay, I'm going to stick with you, Emma. So, uh, which manager would you like to put into Room 101? <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> just so many. I mean, I mean, just I I looked at this from like a a Barcelona standpoint because I would have picked Jose Mourinho, mm. but. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to pick Ronald Coleman because he's incompetent. He's awful. And I think Everton fans would agree also. And probably people who support the Dutch national team. I hate him. I just, there's nothing good about him. There's no redeeming feature. And you're going to say, wow, but he scored the winning goal in the Champions League final for your club. I don't care. He did so much damage. How much that I can't even put it into words. How much was he hamstrung by the financial situation around him? No more than anyone else has been. <laughs> oh, okay. So these weren't special extenuating circumstances. No, because like Chubby has them right now, and he's doing okay. Yeah, so it's the I same. Think they're probably worse for him, if we're honest. Okay. So you want to put Ronald Koeman into room 101. Jared, which yeah, manager are you... I hate him so much. <laughs> Jared, who are you going to put into room 101? Yeah, I don't really hate any managers, but this, I think this manager could just do like a rest. So I'm going to put Roy Hodgson. I oh, okay. It's more just... I don't dislike him. I think he just needs to take some time away, and this is probably the only way to get him out of football. Yeah, you think... So... Sorry? 
didn't he take last year off? Pierre <laughs> was manager of Crystal Palace and he was retired. Yeah, he yeah, came and then back. he came back. Well, it and would... he's doing a great job. <laughs> well, once you go to room one hundred and one, that's it. You're consigned away forever. So you think he just he just needs to put his feet up a bit and maybe sort of recharge his batteries and have a bit of a rest. Yeah, I think I I just think it's the only way, and it's probably the only person I could think of putting in there. All right, Jesse, just, just for his own sake. That's <laughs> for his own protection. That's very nice. Like putting him out to stud, like you do with a retired racehorse. <laughs> I love for his own sake. <laughs> I also struggled with this one, and I was also going to do a Mourinho, mm -hmm. um, because he's a terrible person, and also the Eva Carneiro thing. There's so many people to choose. Like, wow, are there so many managers? Mm -hmm. and, and I think ultimately I'm going with, I feel I'm like a broken record right now, but I'm going with Eric Ten Hag because he's not even doing a good job at manager and he's also doing a terrible job at peopling. Like, why are you both not attending to and shaming your players for their mental health needs while also supporting rapists like how is that a platform that you've somehow decided to take i don't understand okay i mean also, what, go on. it's a funny shape and i keep wanting to like it's like, a funny shape <laughs> well no that's <laughs> i hadn't thought about that okay so we've got ronald Koeman. we've got um uh I was going to say Erwin Koeman, that's his brother, isn't it? We've got Ronald Koeman, we've got Roy Hodgson, and we've got uh, Eric Ten Hag. Let's put into Room 101. So I understand what you're saying about um, Eric Ten Hag and his morality, uh, but I'm afraid I'm with Emma on this one because in 1993, the player Ronald Koeman absolutely robbed England of a chance to qualify for the 1994 World Cup. Sorry, hang on. Amazing. See, I, I know I don't know the rules of the game. Sorry? Yeah. Yeah. I said I know I don't know the rules of this game, but are you allowed to add other reasons? Oh, I can give my uh, uh, assent and my own reasons for the assent. I can, All I right. can. So Fair. yes, in 1993, Ronald Koeman um, should have been sent off when I think it was David Platt was thrown goal in a World Cup qualifier. England played against the Netherlands. He was pulled down by dirty Ronald Koeman, who only got a yellow card. England missed a free kick. Ronald Koeman then scored from a retaken free kick which gave the Netherlands the win and knocked England out, pretty much virtually out, um, of the 1994 World Cup. And I've never forgiven Ronald Koeman for that. So, Emma, you get Ronald Koeman into yeah. Room 101. He's gone forever. You never have to think about him ever again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Life just got so much better. Did you feel like a big weight resting, lifted off your shoulder, then? I did. I really did. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, now we are going to have a uh, a goal that you want to stick into Room 101. So a goal that's caused you heartbreak. This could be a goal in a match you've played in yourself um, that uh, you have uh, sort of had scored against you that's knocked you out of a, a tournament you're playing in. This could be a goal for your club team, your country team, and the uh, and the reasons why. So, Jared, what goal would you like to put into Room 101? So, my one is South Korea to Germany nil. Oh, yeah. When Neuer goes on just some stupid run, and then we come last in our World Cup 2018 group. Yeah. It's just... I don't. I don't actually have the memory of the goal because I walked off, and even after watching the highlights, it just didn't stay in my head. So I couldn't actually tell you what happens in the goal. Yeah. 
I just I just couldn't bear watching. You know, I could just hear people laughing and. <laughs> oh no! Really? Where were you? Just, were you, were you at home? Or at school? I was at home, but you could just hear the laughter. My dad wasn't there, so I didn't have like a backup emotionally, and it's just. So the, who the was there? The family's laughing. My mom and my sister were laughing. Your sister? Your German passport yeah. holding sister? Yeah, but it shouldn't really be given to her. No, it should be rescinded, surely. Yeah, after that, yeah, it's just it, it just stays with me, and it, every World Cup it just haunts me that goal. Yeah, well, thankfully for you, they performed so badly in this last year's World Cup that um, they wiped that memory for you, have they, or is it still searing into you? I think it doubled it now, actually. Has it? Yeah, it's, it's doubled up, and uh, it just it sort of makes that one slightly worse. But overall, the whole World Cup thing now is just sort of tainted. You never want to watch a World Cup ever again. I, I couldn't tell you what happens in a World Cup as soon as Germany goes out. Oh, really? You just switch off completely, do you? Yeah, the only World Cup thing I remember since Germany winning it is the France-Argentina final from the last one. Oh, OK. I was going to say, that's a lot of football you missed out on for the last two World Cups if Germany had gone out and you stopped watching. Yeah, but not many people say that to me. <laughs> well, I'd say it to you from the safety of 300 miles away. Um... Jesse, what goal would you like to put into Room 101? All right, so mine is also South Korea. Okay. Um, this is the winning goal that South Korea scored over Portugal to knock Uruguay out of contention, even though we won our fucking match. When was this, sorry? 2022, Cutter. Okay. Because they should not have won, and Portugal, because they're vengeful little divas, let them out of vengeful divaness against us. Oh, was, was Cristiano Ronaldo playing in that game? Yes, it was. Oh, there you go. There's more reason to hate him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, could the argument be made that if Uruguay played better in the no. previous games, they wouldn't have to be relying on this? No. That, that argument true. can't be made. No. That's not even an argument. That's just incorrect. So it, it had nothing to do with you. Okay, so how many points had Uruguay got from the previous two games? Chris, why are you pursuing this? <laughs> because I'm trying to figure out if um, uh, Uruguay got any part to play in their own downfall. We'd already beat South Korea. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. We drew against South Korea. And oh, okay. Ghana. Right. So even though you dropped points against South Korea, Uruguay did everything they could. Okay. Thank you for understanding. <laughs> I know I'm not winning this one, and I don't care because I need it on the record. So that was a shitty thing to do. <laughs> okay, Emma. Okay, uh, let me take you back to 2012. Oh, okay. Um, it was Barcelona versus Chelsea in the Champions League mm -hmm. semi-final. Yeah. Uh, and it was a goal that Fernando Torres scored. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I will never forgive him for it. And I will never... I will never get over it. And then after, in his press conference, uh, after the game, after they knocked us out, he said, the best team doesn't always win. Oh, so and he's been... <laughs> no, it's not... He didn't need to say that. <laughs> It wasn't being magnanimous then. We all saw it. <laughs> but 
but he wasn't being magnanimous then. Then it's also the um, uh, commentary that I get sent sometimes of what probably Gary Neville sounds like when he's approaching climax. And I hate it. It's a noise only Mrs. Neville should oh, hear, isn't it? I can't. I can't. I just. I would like it erased from the world. <laughs> okay, right, guys. This is really, really tough because, as a Liverpool fan, I only really want good things for Fernando Torres at any point in time. Jared, um, what's the German for Schadenfreude? That'll probably sort of um, get you thinking about where I am with Germany not doing very well in World Cups. Uh, and Jesse, I do have a feeling that. Uruguay played a part in their own downfall here. So wait, first well. of all, you're wrong. Second of all, <laughs> the German for Schadenfreude is German. It's German. What? The German for Schadenfreude is Schadenfreude. No, I know. I, I know. <laughs> anyway, also you're the wrong. The sound that you never make. Think about oh yeah, that, that is that's the fair. sound. So I'd never have to hear that sound ever again. Yeah. Oh, this is really tough. This is this one's really really tough. Um. Oh. I mean, I can I can load it up now on YouTube and play the sound. I mean, I can watch that goal again without sound, so I don't actually have to hear Gary Neville. And it's Fernando Torres scoring. Yeah, but it should haunt you. He, <laughs> he left for Chelsea, Chris. What an asshole. I don't think he wanted to leave for Chelsea. That was the thing. He did, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But he provided me with some... Honestly, when I think about Fernando Torres, I think about sunny days in Merseyside and his long-flowing, gorgeous blonde locks and him scoring goals against Blackburn and Sunderland and things you're, like that. You're only, you're only yeah. erasing that one goal. No, I can't. Not his entire beautiful career. Emery is fighting so hard for this, you have to give it to <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Um... Like, I could also play you the bullshit goal that put South Korea ahead and you'll see, like, Wow, yeah, that was blatant cheating. But Emma's right. Nobody should hear that noise. But I don't want to play my goal. Did also cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to put Jared in because even though we've got that schadenfreude... No, don't put Jared in. I love him. Don't put <laughs> Jared in. Yeah. That's harsh. Yeah, but it's one yeah. less Christmas present for me to buy. Um... <laughs> I'm going to put Jared's gone because we, although I'm getting rid of Germany doing badly in the World Cup, we've also still got last year's World Cup, the 2022 World Cup that went out in the group stage as well. So, you know, I'm going to put that one in. So we've always got that little bit of fun still. Uh, right. So you move on to fan behaviour. Um, you guys attend games. Emma, you're, you're, you're associate with Barcelona. Uh, Jesse, you've attended games in South America. You must have seen some stuff. Jared, you uh, have attended all sorts of games uh, all across the, the UK. You can either talk about fan behaviour you've seen inside grounds, you can talk about fan behaviour outside grounds, you can talk about fan behaviour on social media if you want, whatever grabs your goat. So, uh, Jesse, what are you going to put into Room 101 for fan behaviour? So, um, this one I just need advice. This was a bajillion years ago. Um, my father and I were watching the, I think they were the Metro stores then, but like the Red Bulls play some other boring MLS team. And there was a, a dad with two kids behind us, and the dad was, like, dad-splaining to his kids, like, you know, that player is offside, and offside is when this happens. And then the younger kid got really antsy and wanted to eat something, and the dad was like, no, this is, you're not a real sports fan unless you watch the whole match, which is, like, A, wrong, and B, like, that's a six-year-old. Calm down. Get him a hot dog. And... I was busy yelling at my players because that's what you do and I heard crying and I turned around and the dad 
hit his kid. <gasps> the, the, Thank you. Where was this? Freak so, out. And I'm like, and the dad, but the dad is like justifying it in the name of football. You know, like, sit down, watch the game. You have to be a fan. Fans don't leave. I'm like, Ugh. So I froze and I was like, what do I do? Do I tell this dad that you cannot hit your children? Do I like snatch this child and steal him and run away? I don't know. So anyway, that was like cleared among a fuck ton of bad behavior that I have witnessed. <laughs> that was the one that like haunts me the most. So sorry, what were the two teams playing? Uh, one was the Metro Stars, and the which are now the Red Bulls, and then another one was like I don't know, you know, Colorado yeah. or Florida or some other stupid team that no one cares about. Okay, uh, Emma, what fan behavior do you want to put into Room One One? Can you go to Jared next because I'm. <laughs> oh dear. No, Jared, go on. What would you uh, What would you like to put in? I mean, mine isn't as bad as that from Jesse, but I mine's to do with VAR. But I I want the people who say VAR should be removed to go into room. Oh, one. Jared. Oh no, I think that's me. <laughs> <laughs> go on, carry on. So, I just think like what is going to come of people wanting VAR removed? Because they complain about the decisions being wrong. Mm. And then they want VAR removed so more decisions will be wrong. Oh. It just doesn't this just doesn't compute. This is a poor Hollywood handshake of an answer, this is. <laughs> it just, I just don't... You can complain that, yeah, that some of the decisions aren't correct or maybe they're not consistency, but getting rid of it altogether will then just go straight back to ground zero where everyone was complaining about it every week anyway and you just it just seems like um people are moaning for the sake of moaning about the ar oh that's a hell of an answer that's a hell of an answer that is emma yeah okay um this is nothing you know that is directly like you know uh has affected me in any way but um anybody who thinks it's okay to send racial abuse to players online after they've missed a penalty or i don't know whatever that now i'm talking can we all be right in this one no can't all be right so i'm stuck between racism var and child abuse this is quite a difficult thing so jared i absolutely agree with every single word you said then however if i was to put that into room 101 i'd be i'd be quite short of podcast hosts most weeks i think so i I don't think i could put that in but i really really absolutely agree with you um emma it's hard not to put racism into 101 (laughs) but i'm gonna do it because child abuse that's that's um that's not something you expect to see at a football match and to get such a it's not something you expect to see and to have had to happen in front of you you get quite a sort of visceral fight or flight response and i imagine knowing you as i do jesse that sort of upset you for quite a while afterwards this was like years ago and i still remember it and i would love anybody's opinion as to like what because i didn't do anything because i thought it would make it worse because the dad was clearly so like unhinged except that at one point, I made sure to, like, turn around and say something nice to the kid about, like, his shoes, which is bullshit. But, like, I would love if anybody has ideas about, like, what, what I should have done in that instance. 
very much appreciated. I would have done probably the same as you and absolutely nothing. One, because I'm probably sort of scared of being thumped. And two, you just sort of going to sort of fight, fright or, or freeze in that. I don't know about you two guys. Yeah, I just didn't want, you know, like when somebody's so mad that you sense that anything you do will put it over the edge. And I'm like, this this man already hit a small child. <laughs> like, yes, what's he going to do to what me? What if I make him hit him again? Yeah, and I've been so scared bad. that he would have hit me. I yeah. like, didn't even think that. I just really thought I would make it and work. it would have made it probably would have made it worse for the kid. And you're like, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't want that to happen. Wait till and I get I'm, you home. Dude probably also sends racial abuse online, and probably all like, of course, yeah. Yes, and he's probably got opinions about Avar as well. So we did the right thing putting <laughs> him away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Right, next one to football memory. So this is. Um, uh, maybe an individual memory of something that's happened to you at football match something that you've been watching uh and it happened um i mean i guess it ties back into a couple of the others uh, i'm sure emma every time she closes her eyes at night sees divok Origi. um but... <laughs> how did you know <laughs> uh but guys is there a footballing memory that um sticks in your craw uh, and who who went first last time? I think Jessie went first last time, didn't she? So I'll go to Emma with this one, unless she's unable to speak. Okay. Um, I was just a viewer on television, like pretty much most of the world, but um, I would really like to erase the memory of watching Christian Eriksen uh, almost, Ooh. well, actually die on the pitch. Yeah. I'd very much like to erase that um, because it was harrowing. And I still think about it sometimes when I see him playing. I'm like, oh my god! And then they brought those curtains around him. I'm like, I, I, just, he's, he's dead over there. That this is awful. Yes. Why is this? St- why are they still broadcasting this? Please stop it. And his wife talking to Casper Schmeichel on the touchline as well. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. I, I, I hate it. I, it's like nightmare stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Jared, what are you going to put in? What memory are you going to put in? I think I find what, the issues with the ones that I've chosen aren't like they're, they're not as heroic as <laughs> ones that have been chosen all the other answers. But That's got, okay. Uh, it's tied with fan behaviour. So fans with flares, I think you should just own up when you've got the flare instead of like trying to pass the blame on. Because I was at MK Don's Coventry City in the FA Cup, um, or it might have been Johnson Paint Trophy, but this these group of uh, lads in front got a flare out and stood started you know holding it in the air which I, I love flares at matches but then one of them was like security guard to come security guard so he turns around and i'm probably 16 at this point and he just literally looks at me with the flare in his hand and just puts it right by my feet and just chucks it there like sparks are coming off it burnt my foot and then my dad picks it up puts it like to get rid of it and turns it upside down to get rid of the smoke and one of the security guards comes and goes, um, sorry, mate, you've got to get out because you can't have flares. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> no, really? Luckily, luckily, we were like, look, it, w- it wasn't him. And we, like, everyone around us was like, what are you doing? But he nearly got kicked out because these, these fans wouldn't own up to own, having their own flare. So I think you just, if you get a flare out, I love it. But just own up and take the consequences. Absolutely. I'd love to see your dad get thrown out of a football game. That would be great telly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jesse, what are you going to put in? I mean, Emma's is a really... That, like, I also think about that almost every time I see Ericsson play and how just traumatic that was. Yeah. Um, 
I think I know we've talked about this one before, but like when I when we were all really young, Jared was probably not a human then. But when um, in the nineteen ninety four World Cup, when Escobar was shot, that was my like. Mm realization that football is not always magical and that oh yeah people do terrible things yeah. and I also like let's talk about crying all the time on this one but I literally remember being like a child my father told me what happened and I just like like it broke my heart in a way that you know when you're a kid and your innocence in one sense gets cracked like everything breaks it was like that kind of broken mm. okay right so do we choose a 16 year old boy who nearly got <laughs> burnt in a football ground uh, someone on a football pitch who nearly died or somebody on a football pitch whose actions led to him actually dying um, we're really good at uh, <laughs> you are, I feel like a big meanie to the other two, whoever I think Jeez. No, I feel like we've taken, I've taken too seriously <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Emma because I remember watching the the whole Christian Eriksen thing I was 17 when um Andres Escobar had his um, uh, scored his own goal. Uh, I remember it really well. I don't remember being affected by that as as much as you were, Jesse. But it was a horrible thing. Um, Jared, I think you've probably got a story to tell for the ages. There, one to tell, tell your future grandchildren about. Uh, so I'm going to go with Christian Eriksen. I'm afraid. Um, Understandable. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Jared, your story, your story is kind of funny. So. <laughs> and we won the game, which I didn't want to add. Oh, okay. You won the game as well. <laughs> okay, right. So next one is a stadium you want to put into Room 101. So this is uh, a ground you've either played in or you've stood in and watched a game. Um, you can talk about a, a, a particular part of that ground. Is it the view you don't like? Is it um, the toilet facilities or something like that? Or is it something that happens in uh is it is it a character feature of lots of stadiums that you see um that you want to put in so either an individual experience of your own or something you see in lots of stadiums on tv you think i don't like that at all so uh jared we'll go to you so mine, mine's quite niche but okay the gantry at stevenage <laughs> the tv gantry is just awful so as an analyst you have to go up to like the gantry usually and you can go up whenever you want and come back down yeah but at stevenage i got locked in there 45 minutes before kickoff couldn't come down so i was up there for about two hours right above their home fans they're cheering they're bouncing um we're just locked in a box you can't even see the full pitch it's which is pretty useless for a tv gantry hmm. and it's it's just getting hit by the rain and everything you're, you're just open in nature almost even though there's a roof oh so it's raining as and well was just, it it was raining it was just leaking through the roof you're just on scaffolding it's just it's the worst made gantry ever and just you have to come down through a ladder and they don't they don't tell you when to come out you just have to hope you don't kill a fan underneath of a ladder and so it's just it's just awfully made so what happens if you they, they close that ladder 45 minutes before the game starts and there's an emergency situation where they have to evacuate the ground? Who's going to remember about you guys stuck up there? No one. <laughs> God. <laughs> that sounds awful. Andrew and Stevenage as well, which... Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jesse. I think mine is also niche, but um, NYCFC 
plays their matches at a baseball stadium. Mm -hmm. And there is something so weird and like it actually makes you dizzy to watch football on a I'm showing you with my hands like you can all see me but like it's almost like the pitch is side like you get seasick mm -hmm. because a baseball field is like shaped funky and so they've like wedged a football pitch onto the baseball pitch and everything looks like the players are running sideways because the um oh my god Emma tribunas the 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 ah, que tribunas the, the sitting places, the seats, I guess, yeah, are like bleachers. the bleachers oh, yes. are like your the yeah. So the bleachers are like obviously tipped towards the baseball part. So you sort of have to like wedge your body in a weird position to like watch football. I'm sorry. It just doesn't make sense. Obviously, me and Jared know what bleachers are, but for anyone listening who doesn't know what they, they are, hmm? it's bonus. It's what you sit in. It's the. Uh... Why can't you see what I'm doing with my hands? <laughs> Hold on. Hold Are on. they like wooden benches, sort of, sort of sat on a tier oh. that go up? Bonus English. Uh, the stands. Oh, the stands. Yes, yeah, yeah. of course. So, obviously, we knew. Yeah, we knew that, didn't we, George? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always call it that Spanish, this, whatever the Spanish word I is. I know, I know you do. Thank you. I appreciate that you let me translate that into English for <laughs> myself and Emma. Why did I translate it into American for you? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about baseball? But, like, that's what the stadium does to you. It's like, what? where am I? What am I watching? Why is it a weird shape? Why am I dizzy? Okay, uh, Emma, what would you like to uh, put into Room 101? Is it El Bleacheros? <laughs> You're expecting me to say Enfield, aren't you? <laughs> Incorrect. I'm going to state the Philips Stadion in Eindhoven. Okay. What's that? Um, that's our PSV Eindhoven play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I went there in November uh, 2018. Mm -hmm. I think that was the same group we had Spurs in our group. Mm -hmm. uh, for the Champions League, and Spurs were playing at Wembley then, so that was that was nice. Um, and I went to every away game to go to places I'd never been before, although I'd already been to Wembley. Um, but yeah, the Philipsstadion in Eindhoven. We won the game, so it's nothing to do with that. It's just the coldest place on earth I've ever been to. Jared, you've been to it a... was so cold. Jared, you've been to a stadium in the Netherlands, haven't you? Was it that one? Yeah, I went that one for the qualifier for the Champions League. Oh, so you were oh, a bit warmer it. when you went. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was one of my um, and one of my favourite grounds. Shitty, it's just a concrete it, paradise. It's awful. It is awful. Yeah, for, it's for like the league, so how good far they are. away from anything. Yeah, and it's, I slipped on ice uh, while I was there and broke two of my ribs. So I hate that place. <laughs> oh my god! I know. You break your... I didn't get that treatment. No. You broke your ribs in the ground. Uh, outside the ground. Ow. Emma, when I put the ice, I broke my jaw. So that's <laughs> yeah. a little thing. I you... think. I, I think I've just found out that Hispanic women, we don't fall well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You broke your yeah. jaw, I, I broke my like ribs. A We're research project with that. I slipped, yeah. while, I slipped while ice skating and landed on my elbow, and I could feel it for a couple of months afterwards. Maybe it's ice. I don't slip on ice, listeners. That's the uh, <laughs> advice there. Uh, okay, so we've got. I the... just would not recommend that place to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So we've got the PSV Eindhoven ground, we've got New York City FC's um, baseball wonky um, stadium, or we've got the gantry at Stevenage Borough. Um, I'm going to go with the gantry at Stevenage Borough because I just don't like the thought of someone being stranded up there with the ladder lifted up and not able to get down. I would find that, personally, I would find that really, really quite disturbing if that had happened to me. So um, I'm going to put that one into into room 101, I'm afraid. Um, so, scores on the doors... Uh, out in the lead at the moment is Emma with she's got three items in room 101 so far Jess has got two, Jared's got two we've got um, two rounds left guys so the first one, uh, it's a refereeing decision that you've um, that you want to put into room 101 so this is either uh, a game you played in yourself where you think you were unfairly um, given a call against you by the referee and you can write that wrong now or maybe it's for your football club um, or your your national team uh, a refereeing decision that you would like to, to stick in there. Je- uh, Jesse, who would you, what would you like to say? Okay. This is going to be controversial for a lot of reasons, but I'm telling you right now, I'm correct. It happened last night, November 16th, 2023, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, when Argentina's captain, Lionel Messi, put his entire hand around the neck of Mati Oliveira and nothing happened and then later Lionel Messi said that Uruguay's youngsters have to learn to some respect now listen Lionel first of all that's a fucking red card you put your hand anywhere near the face or neck of another player and you're gone so I don't understand why that was nothing second of all do you expect my babies to respect you when you are strangling them on the pitch no. So that's fine. Okay. It was a refereeing decision. That's the worst refereeing decision ever, is it? No, it's just a really bad one, and it happened yesterday. It happened in a match of bad ones, like when Rodrigo de Paul took the ankles out from under my player. He left with a literal broken bone in his foot, and the, the, the call went against us. It was a bad refereeing match. Does that count? Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, Emma, what are you going to say? Sorry, I'm here. <laughs> uh, I am going to say uh, the 2009-2010 Champions League semi-final, uh, which was Barcelona versus Inter. Uh, and Bojan had a goal disallowed for a non-existent handball uh, by, I think they said it was by Yaya Touré, but it wasn't because it didn't happen. And that goal would have put us through to the final um, and we didn't. And it was in stoppage time and it, it was just terrible oh yes this was the second leg wasn't it yeah it was, it was just one of the worst decisions i've ever seen yeah so this was um so the second leg so the first leg this was when barcelona had to travel by coach to milan wasn't it because of the uh, icelandic volcano and then the yes and then uh because all the problems had um gone by then but uh milan could get the plane over couldn't they so uh and yeah. then yes uh and then after the game jason Mourinho runs on the pitch barcelona turn the um the water fountains on and victor mm-hmm. valdez gets in a bit of a to-do with Mourinho on the pitch doesn't he 
that's the one. Yes, I remember that. Were you in the crowd? I was. Okay, and could you tell that it was not a handball from where you were? Yes. Yeah? And I'm not just saying that, you really could genuinely <laughs> Like the only person in the stadium who didn't think, didn't see any, was the fucking referee, and I will never understand how or why. And it's just an awful thing. And poor Bojan, he had to go play for Stoke. <laughs> and he, he could have been a Champions League winner. I mean, you know, it's just, it was all bad. He was a Champions League winner, wasn't he, the year before? I know, but he could have done better. He should have won that one for a start. Yes. Um,. Uh, so were you on the pitch when were you there? Were you, obviously, you were there, but did, did you hang around to watch Jose on the pitch and all that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, I had stuff to shout at him, <laughs> <laughs> and then I left. <laughs> okay, Jared, what are you going to put into room one and one? Um, sort of just to get rid of all the Germany bad vibes recently. Germany, Japan, the ball over the line. Um, in the last World Cup mm. so it looked like the ball was over the line and they got the goal which knocked us out the the World Cup is that because the ball was over the line or it wasn't over the line it I thought it was over the line but then they somehow found some footage about two hours later of a perfect image right above the ball that made it look in so so, I don't know sorry so this is this is Japan crossing the ball to score against Germany is it yeah in the, the last World Cup Yes. Okay. So, so Japan crossed the ball. They scored the goal, and you think the ball was out? Out. Yeah. Okay. And but they just—I don't know why they miraculously came up with this footage of the ball in, and they just didn't use it during the game, which I thought was a bit odd. So it—it's just um, getting. I thought I'd just try and get rid of all the Germany recent World Cups. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So then we're just left of our World Cup win. I've got to be honest, that's not the best tactic, I'm afraid. <laughs> to get stuff yeah. into... Bad things happening to Germany is not going to go into Room 101, unfortunately, very often. So. <laughs> to be fair, you put a Liverpool goal in, like, you'll win, so I thought I'd give it a go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, OK, what else have we got? So Messi and uh, the 2009-10 Champions League semi-final. So it would have meant Jose Mourinho having one fewer Champions League. Uh, and, yeah, I don't want to see an unhappy Bojan either. Nobody wants to I see know. that, do they? He was cute. Yeah. Sorry, Jesse. Sorry, Jared. That's going Sorry, into Jared, room 101. It's okay. <laughs> okay, so final round. Uh, this is uh, basically like you're any other business, so you can put anything, absolutely anything, into room 101, as long as it's not my decision-making tonight. Uh, it can be football-related, non-football-related. The world is quite literally um, your lobster, Emma. Away you go. Um, absolutely anything, right? I tell you what, should I come Novak back? Should I come? Okay, I was going to say, should I come back to you because you've not had much time to think? No, Novak Djokovic. Okay, it's Novak Djokovic. Why is Novak Djokovic going in the? Uh... Because he's a sexist. He is a terrible person. Uh, he cheated on his wife. Did he? Um, did yeah, he? he did. Yeah. With who? Jeannie Bouchard. The Canadian tennis player. Oh, what the one that had the date in the crowd? From That's the Super Bowl. one. He cheated yeah. on his wife with her. Apparently. Oh. I have it on good authority. Dear, wow, really? I mean, is this something we need to get the man of the post lawyers on, or? <laughs> Allegedly. Okay, just. <laughs> um, 
yeah, he's a sexist. Uh, he has terrible on-court behavior. He's a terrible... He He's an anti-vaxxer? Yes, he is. Um, all of the terrible things about him. What are they're the, all there. What on-court behavior does he do that's so bad? Uh, he cheats. He whines. He takes really long bathroom breaks when he really shouldn't. How does he cheat? What does he uh, do? Have, have you not seen him time waste? Uh, n- no. Sorry. He time waste, does he? Time waste. Okay. What, have by taking too long with him... his serve? Yeah. Have you not seen him smash his rackets because he doesn't get his own way? He hates the crowd booing him. Then he'll throw a tantrum. It's wild. He's just a terrible role model. And, you know, he put on that whole anti-vaxxer tour when people were supposed to be in lockdown and they played tennis in, like, the <laughs> like Serbia and <laughs> Croatia and uh, somewhere else and everybody ended up getting COVID <laughs> that's true who'd have thought that okay Novak Djokovic right Jared uh, who would you like to put into room 101 it's it's not a person but okay. it's people who put Amazon reviews but they haven't got the product yet so they put like I haven't received the product but I think it's really great five star I just or like um Jared oh, they are called bots. Yeah, but it's just like some people. I'm pretty sure put it on like online as well, or they they haven't they put like oh great product two star. It's just like oh, maybe Amazon. Maybe it's Amazon who should be in there for just not sorting out their review section. That I can agree with. <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally put Amazon in this room because they're terrible and abuse their employees, and Bezos is weird. Yeah, so I think I've got three people here for Amazon. Okay, Jared, if you give me a hundred guesses, I wouldn't have guessed Amazon reviews. <laughs> Jesse, what would you like to put in? Okay, so again, I'm not sure if this goes in the room or in the Hague. Okay. Me, it's people who listen to music and public transportation without their headphones in. Oh. Because while I love music, oh I don't want to hear your shit and I don't want to be forced to listen to what you're listening to and it's always too loud and on why is it always 7am why is oh it always God. too loud why yes. is it always the subway yes it's always the subway it's always the train get some head like if I could come up with a really stupid charity it would be buying like a bajillion headphones and just giving them to people mm-hmm. because clearly this is like an epidemic that people just think that they could poison the world with their choices in music Okay, so we've got uh, Novak Djokovic, uh, we've got Amazon reviews, uh, and we've got loud music uh, on the subway. So, um, I love the nicheness of it. I'm going to go with Amazon reviews. I'm really sorry, everybody, but it's going to be that. Uh, so, okay, that brings us to the end of our little game of Room 101. Uh, guys, have you enjoyed it? Before I reveal the answers. So cathartic, Chris. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Although, whenever, now I really want to know what all your answers were. Yes! Me too! I think uh, you should give one, like, re- like the last one that you asked us, if you could do anything. Yeah, I, you should speed round your answers. <gasps> yes! I've, I haven't thought about any answers for myself. So. Do it right. Oh, come on. My answer? Um, what player would I put into Room 101? Uh, I mean, it would be Cristiano Ronaldo. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> Uh, memorable game it probably be the Steven Gerrard slip game uh, manager I think I would have to put 
Jose Mourinho. It's the obvious answer, but it would be Jose Mourinho. Uh, what goal I think it would be when um, Manchester City beat Liverpool uh, and Liverpool lost the league by a point. Um, fan behaviour. Um, football fans on social media, they get angry and think there's an agenda against their club by the FA and you know all the world governing bodies and stuff, I think. Um, football in memory, would I like to put in? I think the Italian 90 World Cup semi-final when England lost on penalties. I was 13 and still believed in stuff and I still get haunted by it to this day. Stadia, what would I like to put in? People that sit next to you and don't leave you alone, just sit next to you. Um, oh, refereeing decision, I can't think of what. The only one off the top of my head would be England versus Germany. Sorry, Jared, 2010 World Cup. Frank Lampard shot that went miles over the line. Uh, and what non-football thing would I like to put in? Um, uh, people? I don't know. <laughs> John, Paul Sar- John Paul Sartre said, hell is other people. And I think he's kind of... Uh, he's kind of I tell you what, I, I, I have a thing. I don't drive in them very often, but when I drive on motorways, people that sit in the middle lane of motorways and don't move over to the left-hand that was side. next one. Was it? Oh, God. Yeah. You'd have had double points if you stuck that in. That really gets on my tits that and people who don't indicate at roundabouts that's probably what would go into my room just drivers put in a good room because that's just such a funny expression what's that i think gets on my tits should be put in like opposite of the room it's such a good expression there you go you can yeah everyone you can use that one guys uh right so scores on the doors finally so we go uh in third place but no maybe by no means the least although it's last um, it is uh, Jesse Loesch. Um Yay! Which means uh, one of you is on three points, one of you is on four points. Uh, so the winner is drum roll, Emma Gabriel Garcia. You won. Well done. I like to take this time to thank. <laughs> Didn't you win the quiz as well last I'm time so we did? Terrible. <laughs> last time we did a man on the post quiz, didn't you win that? When I did a Man on the Post quiz a couple of years ago, you won that as well, didn't you? I think I did, yeah. So, yeah, your your reign continues. I am unbeaten. <laughs> <laughs> Except really? by life. Life has beaten me. <laughs> life and germs. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, right, thank you ever so much. So, uh, we are... Oh, Jesse, you wanted to talk quickly about Uruguay-Argentina, didn't you? I was away, was it? Oh. Yes. Wow. Wow. Chris, you'll like this. It was yep. at the Bombonera because what was happening in Buenos Aires's other big stadium yesterday? Uh, oh, in Monumental. Yeah. It was Taylor Swift. Was it? The match. <laughs> don't don't talk about Taylor Swift this week. I literally had Taylor Swift tickets in my hand. <laughs> We both missed out. The Eras Tour was not for us. It certainly wasn't. It was for Christ the Redeemer, though. If you've seen the uh, the footage of that, have you guys seen that? I did see that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, right. Okay. So um, I'm not sure if uh, Dave and the gang will be back next week because it's International Week, and I'm not entirely sure 
sure that they do International Week. I think it's just me and you, Jesse, that do International Week, I'm afraid. Yes, you. <laughs> uh, so, um, none of you are on Twitter anymore, are you? So I can't ask you people to how they follow you. You can follow us at Manor Post on Twitter and um, and on Instagram, and you can give us a follow on uh, or a like on Facebook as well. And um, you can subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts and all your future episodes fall automatically in your inbox. So, Emma, Jared, and Jesse, thank you. Thank you, author Chris. Yes, thank you. Uh, and always remember to keep your man on the post.